1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, good morning. Good morning, Tina. So here we are approaching the end of June, halfway through the year. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Well, June's been a rebound month, if uh, if you can call it anything, because you know the numbers... We always said, let's not compare 2017 to 2018 until we get to June, because that's going to be apples to apples. And, and that's what we're seeing. We're, we're seeing June bounce back, and that plays a key role in consumer confidence. And if you look at the psyche of the consumer and everyone's saying how the market is down and how prices are falling or, or the perception of prices uh, falling, now you, you compare it to you know, being relatively the same as 2017, now all of a sudden there's confidence, there's momentum in the market and people are moving forward. They're feeling good about their houses that they they want to sell. They they want to get out and shop and see what they can afford. And it's it's all seems to be uh, coming back right now. And what do you think, what do you think is the the cause? What attributes to that confidence coming back? I think it's just knowing that you know, prices aren't falling. And, and for buyers, it's seeing that prices have actually increased over the last few months. So when you're looking at uh, a month-to-month increase, buyers are looking at that and saying, if I don't get into the market now, my buying power is being reduced. And, you know, there was a lot of misinformation out there about what's happening in the market. But when you drill down and actually take a look at what's really happening in the market, you see that the market was always pretty healthy. Yeah, and let's take a look back a little bit at, you know, those recent numbers that came out. Yes, I know that it was about a month ago now, but, you know, they said that prices are dropping, what's happening to the market. You you didn't see it that way. No, because what you have to do is you have to look at what the price was, the average price, if you want to take it. What was it at the end of December? And when you look at that and say, what is it now or at the end of May, what was it? And there was a significant increase. It was about a 10% increase in price from the end of December to the end of May. That's how you have to look at the real estate market. You can't just take an average price for a month and compare it to the rest of the uh, the pricing and say, hey, it went down. But you know, price continues to appreciate and it's it's a momentum, right? It keeps on going. If you see a decline year over year, that's when you're going to say, hey, the price went down. But that wasn't the case. The other thing that contributed to that was a shift in what people are buying. So rather than buying the 1.2 million detached homes, when the financing rules came out and they were a little bit tighter and people didn't know how to navigate through them, they started looking for alternatives that they could afford. So instead of a detached home, they were buying a semi. Instead of a semi, they were buying a townhouse. Instead of a townhouse, they were buying a condo. So there was a lot that went into play, and, and that affects average price. So if you're selling you know, five condos and five homes instead of 10 homes, the average price is obviously going to look like it's dropped, but it's just a shift in what people are purchasing. In terms of, yeah, so it it looks like it dropped, but they actually changed what they were buying. So they were buying more condos, more semis is what we saw then, right? That's right. 
And, and are those prices then on the rise? If you're looking to invest in a condo or, or get into the market with a, a semi-detached, you know, is that mean that, oh, wait a second, those numbers are actually going up? Well, there's, there's not a segment in the market that's decreased in price. It, it's all gone up. But the shift in what people were purchasing caused the perception that the average price had dropped. Okay, so you're not seeing that in sort of the day-to-day operation of the offices, right? No, no, we're not. And your agents are not seeing that. But what are they hearing from, you know, buyers and sellers out there? Because, you know, most of us will just read the headline and it says, you know, house prices are declining. And and if I don't see that reality out there when I'm shopping for a home, then I'm thinking, well, wait a second, what are the mixed messages here I'm getting? Well, and, and you know, we talked to Kevin Stewart last week about online reports and, and even headlines. You need that human element. You need that expert to come in and guide you and say, this is what's really happening. This is what the numbers mean. And then you're going to have an educated approach to your home shopping or home selling. But without that human element that can, you know, I look at information. There's so much information available on the web right now. Then there's the decision that has to be made. But there's a bridge that you need to get to from the information that's available to the actual decision. And that's where a realtor or professional comes in. We, we're that bridge. So you need to have that, you know, almost translated into what it means for a buyer and seller rather than just take the headlines and, and come up with your own assumption. For sure. Okay, when we come back, our mortgage specialist shares her expertise on alternatives to mortgage options. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thanks, Tina. At this time, I'm thrilled to welcome back one of our regulars, Lucy Galliardi from the Mortgage Center. Lucy, thanks for joining us. Thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Lucy, we were just talking about how much information is available on the web and what it takes to get to an informed decision and and how you need that human element. I mean, people are looking at these headlines that prices are falling and everything, and, and without having the proper educational pieces behind that, they come up with their own assumptions. And it's no different than financing. This is where a mortgage professional comes in because there's so much going on with the news and the headlines and and how the stress test has affected so many people and now they can't qualify. Just wanted to pick your brain on on the alternatives and, and what you provide to consumers so that they can still get financing. So firstly, yes, there is a huge misconception that as long as the bank declines you or perhaps gives you a limit that uh, is a lot lower than, you know, the, the what you need basically to purchase something where you want to purchase it, um, there are so many other options. There are alternatives that essentially the bank is not able to offer you. So I, I look at it as you've got this square box and, you know, you've got a two inch by two inch square box that um, basically is what the bank uh, can do. Then you have uh, 
what I call alternative lenders or a, a B lender, which is, you know, there's A, B, and C, and there's this, again, misconception that, well, it's not an A lender, so I shouldn't be with them. Well, the purpose of a B lender is to open up that two-by-two two square box a little bit and make maybe make it four-by-four. Uh, and then, of course, we have private lenders and we also have credit unions. So I, I think what's really, really important, and I've been saying this for the last number of months, um, is really educate yourself, talk to your mortgage professional, talk to somebody outside of the bank if the bank doesn't give you the answer that you want. Uh, because there really are so many options out there. And I think you're absolutely right. I think many listeners believe that the bank is my only option, right? We've been taught to think that that's the only place I can go to borrow money. Now, if I go to an alternative lender, am I taking a greater risk? The risk is not with you, per se. It's the, the financial institution actually takes more risk, if we want to put it that way. Um, and, and it's not because somebody that needs to be with a B lender or somebody that needs to be with an alternative lender is, uh, is not going to pay their mortgage or is really high risk. The reason that you would look into that option is because, uh, you know, for example, you're salaried but perhaps work hourly and you can't show uh, two years history. Um, let's say you have guaranteed working hours, but essentially to qualify in that two by two square box, uh, you need to show two years uh, tax returns that will uh, basically that that will qualify your income. There are alternative lenders that will look at your bank statements, have a look to see how much is deposited into your account and annualize either three or six months worth of income versus your last two years tax returns. So Lucy, you said something. You said, you know, if the bank doesn't give you the answer that you want, you go somewhere else. But how do you know that someone else, that alternative lender, is giving you the best answer for you? Because do I keep just going from lender to lender until I get someone who says, yeah, okay, we're going to lend you the money? Okay, so that's actually an excellent question. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, the question really is, who do I trust at this point? So it really is about finding um, the right mortgage professional who can answer questions about alternatives. Um, I get asked this question at all, what can you do that my bank can't do? And I'll ask them a few questions like, you know, how do you show your income? Um, just because you actually make $120,000 a year, it doesn't mean your tax assessments say $120,000 a year. It doesn't necessarily mean you deposit $120,000 a year into your bank account. So I, I really think that it's about um, asking the right questions, finding the right professional. How do you do that? You, you talk to people. You, you find you tell them basically what you want, what your expectations are. It's about finding solutions because there's always a way. I mean, I'm not going to say there's always a way, but for most people, they can qualify for a mortgage somewhere. And it might not be at the rate that they want. It may be a higher right. down payment. But there's so many different solutions out there to the mortgage issue. And they just have to be, you know, they have to trust their mortgage professional to get them the right rate. But they also have to be realistic about what they what product they can qualify for. So, you know, they might, they may not get the 3.5%. They may have to go with something like 4.5%, but that's because of their situation. But there's always a mortgage that will fit. 
there definitely is, in most cases, a mortgage that will fit. And so when a client or when um, a consumer is asking the right questions, the mortgage agent really should be able to say, this is exactly why you don't fit in this two by two square box, but you do fit into the four by four square box. And this is why you fit into that square box. So Lucy, are folks actually qualifying for mortgages because the mortgage rules are a lot tighter, aren't they? They most certainly are a lot tighter. Uh, lenders are being a little bit more, a little bit pickier with regards to documentation that they're looking for, but people are most definitely still qualifying. Um, you know, there's there's a small fraction of people that are unable to do it on their own, but it doesn't mean we're not finding other options. They're definitely asking for help from their parents and their family members, um, and they are looking at alternative options. So the key here is really 20% down. If you've got 20% down, then we can definitely get you into an alternative option. But getting back to what Asif said with regards to interest rates being a little bit higher, and perhaps, uh, you know, there there might be a lender fee on there. I, the most important thing is look at your... Um, Look at your options, really, at the end of the day, because in most cases, the interest rates are really not that much higher. And the equity that you earn on a property purchasing sooner than later certainly far outweighs the costs involved. And the other thing is, even if you're not able to get the rate that you want or the down payment that you want, you could always go with a mortgage that's a year or two years and then use that year or two years, work with your mortgage professional, fix up whatever issues you have, and then go get a, a traditional rate or, or something that's mainstream. And that's an excellent point. So whenever somebody is going into uh, an alternative option, my suggestion is make sure that the professional that you're working with has an exit strategy for you. Okay, it's really, really important um, for you to start, you know, let's say you're starting at four and a half percent. How do I get myself to three and a half percent or three point seven or whatever, um, you know, the, the more competitive rates are next year or the year after. So yes, when you're looking at an alternative option, there should be the intention of fixing whatever you need to fix in order to move into uh, an A lender. And what would your advice be right now in terms of should I go in fixed? Should I go variable right now? What should I be doing? Okay, so this has been something that, you know, um, the market is, it's, how can I put this? It's more, it's really variable to the individual, okay? I'm a huge advocate for variable rate right now, and I know I said what last month we should all go fixed, <laughs> but with the fixed rates increasing, there is now a very significant um, differential between the variable rate and the fixed rate. In some cases, you can go as low as 1% below prime, which you know brings you to 245 and, and I mean, that's a pretty, that's an awesome rate right now. So if you're looking at 2.45 versus 3.49, I'd be going variable at that point. But again, it depends on the, the individual's risk tolerance. And are you going to be, are you going to lose sleep at night thinking what happens if the rates go up? For sure. And even if the rates go up, they're going to go up a quarter point or half a point. You're not going to see a rate increase by five or six points overnight. So it's not a huge jump, but you're right. It's risk tolerance. It's 
it's what they feel comfortable with. That's right. Mm-hmm. And in terms of going to an alternative lender, is there an additional fee that one would have to incur if you do go that route as opposed to the traditional bank for borrowing money? There are. Okay, so there are generally lender and broker fees, and these particular fees can range anywhere from 1% to 2% of the mortgage. So if you've got a $200,000 mortgage, you're looking at anywhere from two to $4,000. Now, in my opinion... Um, you know, even if you've got a half a million dollar mortgage and you're looking at 1% or 1.5% on that, $7,000 on a, let's say, a $600,000 property, that is, in my opinion, it, it's it's not that bad. And it's not that bad because the values of the properties are increasing as they are. So, you know, if your property is increasing 8 or 10% a year and it's costing you 1%, it's still worth it to do that. And and also with uh, looking at the values of properties, when, when you look at appraisers coming in, you almost have to make sure that the bank appraises the property before you commit to that mortgage, right? I th- so that's one thing that I've started doing um, personally with my clients is trying to get that appraisal done within the five-day condition of financing. It does get challenging to do that, but if, I I mean, I strongly recommend it if we have the time to do that, but I also understand that we're going into multiple offers and that sort of thing. So the conversation that I have with the clients at this point is, if you're right at your 20% uh, down and the value doesn't come in where we need it to come in, what, you know, what do you have as a backup? Do we have somebody that can help us over here? Because that is going to be the case. Okay. And Lucy, just before we let you go, for our listeners who want to search for an alternative lender, where do they begin that search? They would definitely start with a mortgage agent or a mortgage broker. Uh, The banks uh, do not offer alternative lending options. So it's definitely something you'd have to look for um, through a mortgage agent or a mortgage broker. Typically, how many different options would a mortgage agent have well that depends on okay so we're getting into a whole other <laughs> you know um, topic over here and um that all depends on the mortgage agent and and how ver- well versed they are with b lending so i personally i probably have about six or seven options uh with different lenders that i use on a regular basis um with with regards to alternative lenders so some only have one or two Um, I have about six or seven, again, depending on the situation. Okay, maybe that's something we've got to talk about more next month. Sounds great, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Lucy. Thank you for having me. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for the listener questions. Asif, all set? All set. Okay, the first question comes from Frank in Woodbridge, and his email says he owns a home which is paid off. He wants to know if his house has decreased in value in the new market. 
Well, Frank, great question. And again, this is something that we've been getting a lot over the last little while, and it's because the perception that prices are falling is out there, and that's what's making the headlines because people are talking about average price points. And as we talked earlier in the show and, and last week, prices of houses are not falling, but there's been a shift in the market and what people are purchasing. So they're purchasing cheaper homes. Now, uh, I'm not sure when you purchased your home, but I'm assuming it was about 20, 25 years ago. So, you know, you're definitely not losing any money from what you purchased it for. And maybe what some of your neighbors may have sold for in multiple offers could have been a lot higher than the average price, if you want to call it that, in your neighborhood or the market price in your neighborhood. So your home hasn't dropped in value or you haven't lost any money on your home. It's just, it's continued to appreciate and the market value will always be the same. But if you get into multiple offers, what someone pays for a certain product when they're bidding on against other people will be a lot higher than what the market price is. And how do you have a sense of what your home is worth? Does that uh, mean, oh, I wonder what the guy down the street is selling his house for? And I guess that's going to affect... My my value, the value of my home, is that the way you look at it? You know, the beauty of our business is every every product is so different. And you need to actually go in and see what upgrades the people have done or, or what they've done with the house and have they changed things around because that will make you stand out from your competition. And, and that's what will help your house appreciate and, and stand out from the rest of it and maybe even be a little bit higher than the average that's on the market. So it doesn't matter what Bob has his house listed for down the street? It really doesn't matter. Okay. Our next question comes from Christina. She is looking to get into the market and wants to know if it's better to rent or buy at this point. Good question, Christina. I mean, what we need to look at with that is how much money do you have saved up? What type of financing do you have in place? And uh, it's always better to buy because if you're thinking of renting and buying later, you're just... You're helping someone else pay their mortgage. You may as well help to pay your own mortgage. So it's always good to buy now, uh, but it depends on your finances. Some people just don't have the savings to be able to put down, but there could be alternative uh, ways to get that savings. You know, you may want to borrow from the bank of mom and dad, or or you may want to you know, borrow from your RRSPs to put those in for your down payment. So there's lots of different ways that we can get you into purchasing and it's always better to buy than rent. And is the first step into the market, if you're looking to buy right now, uh, purchasing a condo? It really depends on where you are. Sometimes you can pick up a house, which may be cheaper than the condo option, because you also have to remember the condos will have maintenance fees. And once you factor in your mortgage payment, your maintenance fees payment, it may actually be cheaper to purchase a little house. Okay. Time now for our hot listing of the week. Joining us in studio is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Hi, Tina. This week's hot listing has downtown style, but it's in the burbs. It's got a cool urban flair, but in family-friendly Cornell Village. This home has three stories. It's at Burr Oak and Church Street. Features four bedrooms, three bathrooms, a very nicely finished basement. This home has a beautiful rec room. It's got a gymnasium with professional gym uh, flooring, built-in shelving, and it's actually got a TV included. Wow, it sounds spectacular. It does, doesn't it? And they're only asking $750,000. At that price, it's not going to last long at all. And Asif, if you talk about this area a great deal, Cornell. Cornell's a great area. I mean, where this uh, where settlement part is located, it's um, it's right by the new community center. So 
the amenities are fabulous. You can walk to the hospital from there. Uh, there's great parks, so many parks in Cornell. So many parks, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and then great schools. I mean, there's a brand new high school which is state of the art. It has a gym in it as well. It it's incredible. It almost looks like a, a, a resort instead of a high school. But there's there's so many reasons why people want to move to Cornell. It's a mixed community. There's so many community events happening in there. It's close to Main Street, Markham. It's a great place to be, and at $750,000, you are right, Heather. It's not going to last. Absolutely not. Okay, so Heather, tell us one more time the uh, the details of this uh, property. All right, it's a three-story townhome. It's got four bedrooms, three bathrooms, and is located at 115 Settlement Park Ave. That's and, in Cornell. And for more information, where do our listeners go? They can contact Susan Taylor with the Susan Taylor Group at 905 905- Five five four five five two two. Okay, it sounds like this one's not going to last long. That's our show for this week. If you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.